Hey homebodies, it's Robin and Molly and we're here to remind you that if you're looking to buy a home or refinance to be sure to check out our platinum sponsor Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Aaron is licensed in Minnesota and Wisconsin and is a top lender in the area. You can find his information on our website homeiswherethemurderis.com in all our show notes and on all of our social media platforms. Again, if you're looking for the best in lending, check out Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Robin. And this is... Home is where the murder is. We know who we are now. Hey, I got a lot of flack for that mispronunciation of my own name. Your memory loss. (laughs) I still, I and I have overthought that many times. Like, what, why would I ever say your name? What happened? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. So I don't know. I don't know either. But it happened. So how are you doing? Actually, can I I tell everyone how you're doing? You're struggling. (laughs) Struggling. (laughs) There's about 20,000 million things going on right now. And uh, we leave for New York tomorrow. Yep. So she's got to get all of them done. And it just seems like... All 20 million thousand things. It is so funny, though. And it's not funny, but it is kind of funny. Like, every time you're like, all right, I got to get this done, something else comes up. And you just can't get ahead. You're like in a hamster wheel. It's like... One step forward, 20 steps back. Yeah. It feels so, like right now. I don't know if anybody else has that problem when you're trying to get somewhere, but yeah, I have, we haven't, neither of us have packed. No. Nope. I don't even have luggage. I have to go buy luggage yet. In fact, Kimberly was the one reminded me and she was like, I'll take Logan Thursday night so that you have time because I'm guessing you haven't packed yet. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't even have a suitcase because I yeah. forgot it broke when I was in Vegas. I do have a suitcase. We are taking suitcases instead of just carry-ons. Yeah, it turns out you have to pay for carry-ons too. I got the cream On the way the, back, yeah, we found out. I, yeah. I got the cream of the crop for flights. but On the way back at least. You should just drive. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's fine. I, I'm I'm a overpacker anyways. It would have yeah. been real hard to do a carry-on yeah. for me. I mean, I could have, but I would have rather not. Yeah. Well, I think that the vacation is coming at a very good time for us because I think we're just about done with this year. I need to get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to burn things to the ground. <laughs> I'm about ready. Oh, great. You put it public that you're going to burn things to the ground. So there's a fire. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been a lot. This year's been a lot. It has. So I'm just happy that it's coming to an end. I. 2023 was supposed to be my comeback year, and I have to say I, there were some good things that came out of this year, but there there's a lot of good stuff, too. But it just, I, honestly, I'm like, didn't we just do Christmas? Like, I feel like this year went so freaking fast. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I, yeah. Well, it's so crazy because I use this example. So my grandma passed away in February, early February of this year. Yeah. I still feel like it was yesterday. Yeah. And I'm... I, I'm like, I can't believe that it'll be a year in a couple months. Yeah. I was still waiting for that not to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's one of those things where I'm like, how? It was just February. You yeah. Know, I just lost her. Yeah, I know. But everything has yeah. gone by so fast. And like our podcast, we started this in March. And I feel like we've been doing this forever. Based off of our following, it feels like it's been happening forever. Honestly. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for that. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's been good. It's been good. It'll be in this vacation, I think, is going to be really good for our mental health. 
Yeah. <laughs> Especially yours. <laughs> My eyes might look a little yeah. crazy today. You do look crazy, but yeah. you're pretty, so it's okay. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So, so Logan had his choir concert last night. Great. Yep. And more Christmas music. Yeah. Well, and you know what? He goes to a really small school. They do a really nice job with this. Their music teacher did a really good job of song choices. It was it was a nice time, and Logan did really well. He sang his heart out, which I love to see because some kids just stand there and don't want to be there. Right. Logan was like, "This is my time to shine." It was it was great. And then my favorite part was when I went up to buy the raffle tickets for the PTO. Yeah. One of his teachers, Mrs. Cushing, uh, goes, "It's the famous podcaster," and I'm like, "So you guys really do." listen to this she's like yep i'm like alrighty. she's like and i've told other people i'm like look at you go ma'am so you're like yay yeah so that was kind of cool but that's awesome i went over to kimberly i sat down next to kimberly and her parents and i go miss cushing over there listens to my podcast and they're like great robin they're like that's good (laughs) yeah so cussing like a sailor yeah but it's funny because they listen to my podcast too so it's like "Eh, whatever yeah well our it's ours. Right. Well, yeah. You're yeah, here, yeah. too. Yeah. But it's, but yeah, but it's their, t- your teachers. It is. Yeah. Are, so yeah. it was good, though. It was a nice, it was a nice little thing to do with the family. So, um, also, I had a piece of underwear stuck in my pant leg the whole day. Oh. The whole you day. didn't feel that? I did. Uh, I did. At one point, uh, I was sitting with Andrea. Yeah. And uh, I was like, hey, I think, I think there's underwear in my pant leg. You know, like when you pull your pants out of the dryer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just put them on right away? That's what happened. Yep. And we were sitting there and all of a sudden I'm like, I think there's something in my, in my pant leg. And like, I'm feeling around. I'm like, and it's by my thigh. So it's like way up there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I think it's underwear. I'm like, feels a little lacy. Yeah. I'm like, that's, I have underwear in my pant leg. Yeah. And then I thought about it. Why do we call it a pair of underwear when it's only one underwear? Because you put your legs through it and you call them a pair of pants, too. But why? A pair of socks. A pair of socks because there's two of them. Yeah. They're a pair. But, but there's two pant legs. There's two holes for mm. your legs. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to make it logical I know. is what I'm but saying. But anyway, so I had underwear in my pant legs. So yeah. things were going really well for me. Yep. So, but I'm doing okay now. I got them out. Yeah, I changed. Well, you know what? If anything, you had an extra pair of underwear with you. Which always is important. Not a bad idea. Because if you go into like Costco and you get the runs like I do. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't have any updates. I just have stories. But I don't think people really want to hear my stories. I don't really have updates other than I'm yeah. hanging on by a thread. I mean, we'll go. I, th- I think we'll do the top five next episode. Like towards the, Like of the Of the year. year. So yeah, we'll do that next yep. epi- episode. Next. But w- when this one airs, we will actually just be coming back from New York. Yeah, we'll be coming back that day. So hopefully things have... We made it. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I gave Logan a big hug goodbye today. I'm like, listen, buddy. And he's like, are you driving or flying? I'm like, flying. And he's like, oh, no. And I go... I was you? told to wear our purse under our coats. Yes. Yep. 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 And not to look touristy, but we're going to be doing all the touristy And my things. dad told me, he said, don't have a lot of money and don't take your credit cards. And I said, but how will I survive then? It's like, ah, that's... I need, I need mm-hmm. financial means. No, I just, I, we got to work on our New York accent so we don't look like we're from Ooh, the Oh, I don't think we should do that. How, do that. how does that even sound like, you know, your nose? No, no that's not that's it. That's not what... No. No. I was in Brooklyn. And That's was, it. You found it. I'm, I'm, I'm from Queens. Is That's that, it. Is it? Who are you even? Yep. That's what I thought. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. So, yeah, we'll be back from New York and then we'll chat some more. But 
I'm excited for your murder because even your husband tells me it I, is I gave good. Matt a little taste of it. I gave him like the, the quick and dirty of it, like yeah. not all the details. I was just like, hey, here it is. And I kind of ran through it really quick for him. And he was like, that's really good. Yay. I'm like, yes, it is. Well, I'm ready if you're ready. Yep. Okay. okay. So this is the murder of Ann Hoover. Okay. Okay. The vacuum guy. No. Okay. <laughs> So it's the 90s. Oh. Ah. Imagine it. Grunge music, flannel shirts, the show Friends. I love it. Seinfeld. Ooh. Dial up internet. Remember the sound? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it haunts my dreams. You gotta love the 90s. So today I'm bringing you a case from back then, way back in the 90s. <laughs> well, 1997. <gasps> you know what? What? That was the year my aunt was murdered. What? Ann Hoover? No, her name was Julie. Okay. 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 And it's not a family murder, so I'm switching it up a bit. Okay. Okay. I mean, she was someone's family, I suppose, well, but, you on. know. Yeah. Okay. So Ann Hoover was a music teacher, a musician who loved to play the piano and was involved in the arts. She loved the local symphony, helped fundraise for them, and really loved to be creative. She was very close with her family. So she, you know, she was she part was of a family. family. She was someone's family. And another fun fact about Anne, she had a blind poodle named Nikki. Oh. And every time she left the house, she goes, she would say, love you. Oh, like call out to it. Yeah. And she loved to save and help stray animals. Oh, she sounds great. She was. She had always been strong-willed and an independent person. She graduated in 1975 from Marriott College with a bachelor's degree in music. William Burlow, who was the chairman of Marriott's music department, said she was one of the best students that ever came through the college. She stayed in Marriott for 10 years and then returned back to Pennsylvania. She also worked and lived in New York, West Virginia, and Eastern Pennsylvania doing marketing and fundraising. Anne bought her very first home in 1996 in South Oakland, which is a residential district in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is always a very exciting time. You know, Look buying your first home, yeah. like she had saved up for it. Too. Right. It takes a while to save up for your first home, especially on your own. Yep, been there. So, and she, you know, she was a musician. It's not like she's making yeah, tons of money, her. right? It had taken her a while to save up. So she was very eager to make this place a home. The house she bought was part of what they called a row house. So row houses are also kind of like townhouses. So it's multiple houses connected in a row, hence the name a row house. Um, I'm not sure if that area, they just it's more common to call them row houses versus townhouses. But in all the articles and podcasts I listened to, they referred to her home as part of a row house. But since you are connected, keep in mind that you share like a wall or maybe even sometimes two walls with a neighbor kind of like a townhouse or an apartment. So okay. kind of like visualize how that I, is. I visualize the full house. house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the row house that she bought, you know, needed some updates and everything, but it was also connected to another very run down home right next door. She was excited to take on the work that her house needed and she did what she could on her own, but then she had professionals do the work that she couldn't, like the electrical, plumbing, and the roofing. She took a lot of pride in her home and loved working on it to get it to where she dreamed that it could be. While she worked on renovating her home, she lived in it. 
Neighbors remember how driven she was to make the house what she imagined it could be and also helped to beautify the neighborhood to what she imagined the entire area had the potential to be. She was the type of neighbor who was always friendly to everyone and went out of her way to be involved. All right, so finally, a man named Roy Kirk bought the home next door that was so run down and barely standing that was attached to Anne's now fully renovated and beautiful home. He told her that he intended to renovate the house to eventually live in it himself or maybe potentially sell it or rent it out. This made Anne really excited because having a rotting house that neighbors wondered how it was even still standing connected to your own home wasn't something that would really make a lot of people happy. Oh, of course not. So Roy also seemed very excited about the task of renovating and helping to improve the neighborhood, which again was something that Anne really felt strongly about too. Neighbors noticed that Roy was a little peculiar, to say it nicely. They also wondered how he had the money to purchase the house, but then they thought maybe, you know, he was loaned the money. But uh, the time was running out in the city to buy homes for cheap, so it made sense that he was trying to maybe buy up some property to mm-hmm. flip some oh, houses. Yeah, for sure. yeah. So it was that time of, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I see that time of year come around this. For us in Wisconsin here, it's usually around this time of year because there's less competition, prices are decreasing. So people are jumping on right. those investment properties, you bet. Yep. So, you know, it was a good time to kind of buy up some properties and start doing that. Absolutely. Anne felt a kindred spirit with Roy since he was all said it was always his dream of owning his own home and fixing it up, and it had been hers too. Roy also joined the Neighborhood Steering Committee, which was formed to help promote and beautify the neighborhood. Everyone was so impressed with how much Roy was like dove right into this committee and his enthusiasm overall for the neighborhood, he was actually put in charge of the committee. Anne was also in the committee and both her and Roy joined up to make sure that the rest of the community stayed motivated with the plans that were in place to keep beautifying the neighborhood where they lived and pushing toward that common goal. Okay. So So every time you say committee though, it makes me think of the office. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Party planning committee. I mean, kind of in a way. That's just where, uh, like, I literally have this vision of him running the, the, the party planning committee. I mean, in a way, but it's like neighborhood beautifying committee. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. In a way. Yeah. So, Bryce started renovating his home all on his own. Okay. Which is quite a huge job. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I, I know, because I once tried to paint a wall in my house and I had to stop and call someone. Yeah. Because my arm got tired. Right. Well, can, yeah, I was just going to say, can you imagine doing an entire house all on your own? No, I would just burn it down. I, I know that there's people out there. There's a handful of people out there that could probably oh. renovate an entire you house on their own. You see those people on the TikToks and right. whatnot? Oh, the talent. Well, and this is back when, like, there's not YouTube to look oh, up how to do things. It's just too. so impressive that they know things, too. Right. It's like, like my dad can do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I know my grandpa taught him a lot, but I sometimes just look at my dad in awe because I'm like, how do you... How do you have that skill? Yeah. Like, were you just born with this knowledge? Right. Do you just guess and see what happens? Because I can't do it. I, uh, yeah. You know, I would like to be able to, but again, I'm lazy. Well, I mean, it's not that you're lazy, but oh, no. it's just. I am. Well, okay. But there's people out there that do have these skills. Roy wasn't one of them, unfortunately. Oh, no. 
it was almost like any time he would make any progress, he was one step forward and then like a couple steps back. So he's like one of those um, flippers that we see that purchases a property and then just like, we call it lipstick on a pig. Exactly. Okay. So he was getting nowhere. So in like Anne's case, she recognized where she was lacking skills like plumbing, electrical, roofing. Roy thought he had it all covered. So Anne would try to lend a hand to Roy and Roy would help Anne out. And for a while, it was kind of they helped each other out with projects, right? And since they shared a wall, you know, they they tried to, you know, kind of be there for one another and help each other out. Sure. And everyone in the neighborhood tried to stay optimistic about Roy and his renovation. Unfortunately, as you can probably guess, as the months would go by, the plans that Anne and Roy had to work on projects together started to get more and more delayed and never get started and just sit. Uh-oh. At the end of the day, however, Anne's house was complete and was even considered the nicest on the block. Not a girl. That could not be said about Roy's, and that was unfortunately connected to Anne. Okay. After six months of renovations, quotes, quote, unquote, Roy's house was looking worse than when he bought it oh, in its no. rundown state. Oh, no. Yeah. He actually ended up purchasing another home to do the same thing to when he hadn't even been able to flip and renovate his first one. Jeez. So Roy started to abandon the home next to Anne, and it continued to get worse and worse. And then he ended up buying another home. Where did he find the money? Not sure. When All when he wouldn't even invest the money in the professionals to actually fix up the first original home to make it habitable. Oh, no. Roy would run extension cords through neighbors' homes and use their electricity so that he could work on his house, too, because he didn't have power, even. Oh, dick. So, here's where you're going to... Oh. Rainstorms brought dripping water between the walls of Anne and Roy's homes. I don't like that. No, Anne could hear it, and she knew it wasn't from her house because hers had been completely redone and done right. Right. She had put the money into it. Right. Professionals... Right? In fact, his roof. Oh, a roof. Robin Listen, if you guys don't know this by now, I have a real problem with shitty roofs. So the first thing that he should have done was the roof and get it fixed up. Absolutely. He absolutely did not. What an idiot. There were holes in his roof. Come on. Yeah. His roof was so bad, rain was pouring into his house. There were multiple holes and it was going down the walls and floors and everywhere, which was undone, which would undo any work that he had done. Oh no. Why? What? Yeah. So this guy just like, I'm not, I'm not a DIYer. I'm not, No. but I, that's yeah. like, and my thing too, so I'm getting a new roof in spring, um, due to hail damage. Okay. I know that even though I need what new windows and some remodeling done in my house as well, the roof has to come first. It's because so important. the second because you're talking coming through the attic, yep. the ceilings, mold. It's it's the head of the house. You have how to, important is a roof, Robin? And, you know, ex- oh. <laughs> and like you see people with curled shingles. I want to be like, listen, find a way. There, yeah. Take out a loan on your on your mortgage, or or get home equity line of credit. Do something. Sell your sell your toes on OnlyFans, but fix your damn roof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Good. So, one morning, Anne was woken up while Roy was trying to fix leaks in his roof. She went over to try to help because 
you know. Because she's nice. Because she's nice and refer the name of the company she had used. But he basically yelled at her and told her to mind her own business and let him fix his own roof. Well, it is her business. So she, he had started to kind of flip a little yeah. bit, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. at first he was kind of. Because he's failing, therefore he's, he's got to lash failing. out. Yep. Exactly. As the fall and winter continued, water finally made its way into Anne's home because Roy had taken off the gutters from their shared roof. Oh. See, and I'm wondering about, like, and maybe you know this and I'm just jumping the gun, but is there any documentation when you buy a a row house that you have some sort of agreement with the people that live on each side of you? I'm not sure about it. Because, like, with townhouses, depending on how they're deeded, they can be deeded as, like, a condo. Therefore, like, for example, if there's two stuck together... You share the responsibilities of the entire exterior, right? So I'm sure that there is some sort of thing okay. like that. I mean, you're sharing a wall. Exactly, you're literally there has sharing. To be. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when Anne confronted Roy about the damage and even offered to help fix what had been done, he blew her off yet again. Oh my gosh! I bet you can guess how his other two homes were looking that he owned too. Yeah, not yeah, good. No, yeah, no. People weren't happy about those either. So here we have a guy who was so you know. Let's get her done, cheering, go neighborhood. And everyone's like, yeah, this guy's awesome, right? When he got here, yeah. Let's put him in charge of us and our committee. When in actuality, he's like the worst. Like he turned into like the worst. So everyone voted to remove him as the head of the steering (laughs) committee. As you can imagine, they're like, um, what, what is this guy doing? Can you imagine the emergency meeting they had? We need to, let's take a vote. Let's get him out of here. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, and... Again, as you can imagine, Roy didn't like this. Yep. He actually blamed Anne for the neighborhood turning against him when she was just trying to do um, whatever anyone who was neighbors with this guy would probably do yeah. in this situation. That's her investment. Exactly. Roy's suspicion of Anne was only further fueled when his home was vandalized one night, which I'm not even sure how he could tell it was vandalized because it was so... Yeah. Crappy. It was just so I wouldn't crappy. put it past him, the one that vandalized it, let's oh, be honest. exactly. I don't even, I mean, and it's like the late 90s, like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure just with some teens. You know, yeah, and they probably thought it was freaking vacant. Exactly. Of, you know? Or it was probably some homeless people, you like, what? who Sometimes, knows? Well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe everyone's got to let out their creative, you know, inside, like, just, yeah. So, but he believed it was Anne behind it all. Mm, yeah. Anne continued to try to keep the peace, but Roy was getting more agitated by the entire situation, and then... Rats showed up. At Anne's? At at Roy's. Oh, okay. Yep, rats. That's when everyone was like, oh, that's enough of that. Anne and the rest of the neighborhood decided that rats was the line and yeah. that they got the city involved. Good. So Anne was the one who made the complaint to the housing authority, who then threatened Roy with fines if all the garbage wasn't taken care of and the repairs weren't completed within 60 days. Okay. Which, that's actually a pretty quick timeline to get yeah, everything absolutely. done. And all the repairs that Roy would have to do. Roy was super re- re- like receptive of this criticism and fixed everything. And then Roy and Anne fell in love. What? No, I'm kidding. God, <laughs> Molly. No, that didn't that didn't happen. Roy freaked out, and his behavior got even more strange and weird. Um, it will come as a shock that he didn't complete the repairs um, in that time frame. I was more shocked about when you said that he did. Yeah, I know. So the fines started to stack up against him because of all the water damage, mold was spreading into Anne's home, and things were also beginning to rot. Oh, no. Anne finally had to take Roy to court 
since it was the only way to try to get him to do anything and take responsibility for his house next to her, let alone the other two that he owned as well. Right. The court ruled that Roy owed $49,000 in fees and fines, which now that that's a lot of money to owe when you can't even make repairs on a home. And back in 1997, that feels like a lot of money. I was going to say, like, was his house even worth $49,000? No. That's something. Yeah. Anne didn't want to bankrupt him, so she offered to buy his house from him so that she could do the repairs and fix it up herself and that he could focus on the other two houses. Yeah, there you go. It's a win-win. But Roy refused to go for that and refused Anne's offer. What a dumbass. Pride. He did. Whatever. Oh, I know. But this is, yeah. He felt like Anne and everyone else was just trying to take over his investments and run him out of the neighborhood, which, like, not wrong, Roy. Not wrong. They want you out of there. But you're not taking care of him. Right. Jesus. So, while Anne never really worried for her own personal safety, she did think Roy was a bit crazy. Yeah. Which, yeah. Sure sounds crazy to me. Yep. Her colleagues had warned her to be careful of him, though. Of course, yeah. They They were worried about her. Yeah. So... A total, so a total of about a year overall of Roy owning the home, there's a court hearing where Roy was going to appeal what he owed and Anne and the other neighbors were set to be called in to testify as well. Okay. So total, you know, yeah. it's kind of led up to this. Anne was prepared for the hearing as she had been taking down reports of the damage to her home. Yeah. All that had sustained to his poor upkeep keeping track of what he had done, had done to his home, and other notes about the neighborhood as well to help show that Roy should, in fact, obviously pay the fines. Yeah. At the end of the day, Anne wanted this entire thing just to be over with so that she could move on, enjoy the house that she had put so much work into. Yeah. Like, this was her dream house. Absolutely. Like, she just wanted to enjoy her time here. The last year just basically been hell in dealing Absolutely. with this entire situation. So, on March 25th, 1997, the morning of the hearing... A few of her neighbor friends stopped by her home so that they could all ride together to the courthouse like they had planned, but she didn't answer the door. Oh, no. They thought maybe she had just left early to go to the courthouse just to kind of prepare and, you know, maybe stop, get coffee on the way, you know, whatever. So they left and went to the courthouse as well. When they arrived, Anne wasn't there. Okay. Roy also wasn't there. Oh, no. Knowing that there had been some conflict between the two and knowing that this was a big day when a decision was set to be made, they alerted the police well, and asked yeah. for them to go do a welfare check at Anne's home. Oh, that's sad. Police arrived at Anne's house at 321 Lawn Street in Pen- Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, around 9 a.m. and assisted a neighbor in crawling through an open window who then let the police into the home because the doors were locked. Okay. Once inside, they looked everywhere but couldn't find Anne. Her purse and keys, however, were still in the oh, home. Oh, no. And unfortunately, one spot of blood was found near the bathroom on the ground. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Weird, though, that the doors were locked and stuff. It yeah, was just It was a kind of weird situation. Yeah. So next, the neighbors told the police that they really should go next door to check on Roy. Yeah. Because they had been in a conflict, you know, this whole yeah. court thing. Like, they Absolutely. did not feel good about this. So Roy's front door was open. So the police went inside and man, oh man, did they find some stuff. Oh boy. There were piles and piles of debris from the renovations just full of dust, trash everywhere. And also 
cages of animals. Cages of animals? Cages and cages of animals. What? Birds, raccoons. What? Mice, rats. And most of them were dead and had been for some time as maggots were seen crawling all so, over So, like, them. he was just trapping these animals and leaving them there? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Oh, my gosh. And remember, he doesn't have electricity, so it's just dark. Oh, stop. And gross. Ew. And, and it's March, so it's probably, like, cold Ooh. and, like... I don't even want to Can you imagine the smell, too? I don't, I don't want to. Okay. And then all of a sudden... Roy appeared in a darkened hallway, just kind of down. No, thanks. Surprised that the police were in his home. His appearance was really disheveled, to say the least. He was dirty. He had lost a lot of weight and just seemed completely lost and out of it. He was gazing at them as if they weren't even there. Oh, my gosh. Police asked why he didn't show up for court that day. His answer, because I was going to lose. Oh. I mean, valid. He was going to. Okay. Something else to note, he didn't have on socks or shoes and his feet were covered in dirt and blood. Oh. It's not good. No. At this point, the police asked Roy to step outside with other officers while they searched his home further. As the police continued to look around the house, police told him, them before he headed outside, you don't want to go in there. Oh, no. Oh, I don't like this. Yeah. Police heard noises coming from one of the bathrooms, almost like hissing. And when they opened the door, they found a 10-foot snake in the <gasps> bathtub that no! seemed really hungry. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Yep. I would have, I can't even tell you how far I would have ran. Yep. So they shut that door. Holy shit. I thought when when he said, you don't want, you don't want to go in there, it's, you're talking about like her body, not a yep. 10-foot snake. Yeah, I don't know which is worse in my world, to be honest with you, because I think I'd be more afraid of a snake than a dead body. Yep. So. Oh, my God. Next, they found an extension cord um, that was running through the house and went down into the basement. So they followed it. Okay. The cord was being used to power industrial-style lights, where they found even more cages full of animals. Oh, grief. Can you just imagine no. this house? This is crazy. Like, the entire time you've been talking, my vision of this house is just like a gutted mess. It's, rotting like, it's and, like a horror movie house. And then now there's animal, dead animals in cages and a 10-foot snake. And just dark and dingy, and dark and dirty, dingy. cold, smelly, moldy, musty house. This is just crazy. This I, is, yeah, yeah, no. So next, the police, they're just looking around down there, and they look over at the wall where Ann and Roy's house share that wall, and they find that there's a tunnel dug out between the two walls. No, there's not. A freaking tunnel. Oh, my God. The police also described that there was an overwhelming smell of meat in the basement near the tunnel, similar to a butcher shop. Oh, crepes. What the officer found next was the worst thing he's ever seen working 12 years in the homicide division. Oh, crap. I don't want to hear it, but go. Okay. Police suspect that knowing he would have to pay the fines, Roy decided it was time to get rid of the person that started all of this and turned everyone against him, Anne. So first he started the tunnel using hand tools so she wouldn't know what he was up to and she wouldn't be able to hear him. 
Eventually, he got the tunnel to the width and length that he needed, and he was able to get into Anne's house. We don't know for sure if he was in there ever before the day of the murder or if this was the first time that he had broke through. The night before the court date, Roy went into Anne's house, hit her over the head, and dragged her back into his basement. Next, he strangled her with the elect an electrical cord in his basement to kill her. Next, he cut off her arms, <gasps> legs, hands, and then cut her torso in half with a circular saw and put her body parts in trash bags to throw away. <gasps> I personally think that he was going to feed her to his snake <gasps> to get rid of her body parts. That's why it was so agitated and hungry. He had been starving it to feed. Oh, to, for the love of Pete, yeah. Molly. When police showed up, he was in the process of further dismembering her body, so the scene they found was horrendous. Oh, my gosh. They had looked, when the police were down there, they had looked over and thought they saw a mannequin in the corner. It was her torso and head. Oh, my gosh. As you can imagine, the police were like, all right, we're arresting Roy immediately. And Roy was screaming, just kill me, just kill me. Well, that's not how that works. Right. He was put in handcuffs and shackles and they put him in the back of the police van right away yeah yeah i mean don't look good for him so when police arrived at the station and opened the door they found roy hanging dead in the back of the police no van. no yeah come on this is me listening to this story son of a biscuit do you see why i was like when i'm listening to this yes, story this i was like bullshit i'm like this is a son of a Right. Oh. So even though he was handcuffed and shackled, he had removed his belt, looped it around his neck, and was able to hang himself. No one noticed. In a cop car? In a van. In a van. Oh. Roy couldn't take the idea of taking responsibility for anything he had Clearly. done. The um, county coroner said that Roy was so um, agile and agitated that he was able to slip off his belt despite the handcuffs, and then from behind his back, he made it into a noose and maneuvered his neck inside of it. Roy was held in the van before being taken from the house to the station for up to 30 minutes, so it's believed that he did this before he even left. I heard on a few podcasts that he did it in the 12-minute ride from the house to the station, Yeah. but looking at the newspaper articles, it seems as though he actually spent more time in the van than... Yeah. So I think that he did it before they actually so even, okay. even left. So while it was only a 12-minute ride to the station at, at East Liberty, he had been inside the van for 35 to 45 minutes total. So he had a good amount of time in there on his Dude, own. 90s and police And he officers. was never and he was never checked on. So See, that's what 90s police officers. The reason that cops are the way they are today is because of 90s right. police officers. So Roy was actually the second person in 2 years to commit suicide in one of the vehicles. Kelly Finn died in August of 1995 by hanging herself in a police van with her own shoelaces. Ooh, clever. While the coroner said that the that changes should be made, such as police removing belts and shoelaces, the police, police chief at the time, Robert McNeely Jr., said that these suggestions just weren't feasible and practical. I don't think he understands how difficult it is to handle prisoners. It's impossible for officers to start taking clothing away from people before they put them in the wagon. Arresting someone is an extremely dangerous situation in which officers get hurt all the time. Undressing people on True. the street just gives them more opportunity to fight an officer and for an officer to get kicked in the face. Well, and they're not guilty until right. 
proven in, or they're innocent right. until proven. I think Roy was. No, I know, but they're innocent until proven right. guilty. So technically, yes. you're detaining someone, right? So it's you. They have you have right. no right to release. And then to he them. said he he also said if the prisoner wants to commit suicide, that prisoner will usually find a way. And that I've heard too uh, from other so, people. Like we've and we've done cases too where people have you know taken their medication, hid it under their tongue, took it out, hung onto it until they can like yeah take it at another so, time. So. Yeah, that's true, but it makes me so angry because yeah. this motherfucker deserved to. to that's why I, when I was reading, like we don't know exactly. Yeah, how if he. This been, is insane that this went from a dispute in court, a civil court. Yeah, just because he didn't repair his house, right? To her being completely murdered and yeah. and, and dismembered. Yeah, yeah, like, dude. Yeah, all because you were gonna lose in court. Yeah. And you, she and was you had willing, to pay some fines. And she was willing to buy yeah. the problem from you. Yeah. Unreal. Yep. What a psycho. Yep. Um, her sister, Karen Ann Hoover, Mor- or Karen Hoover Morgan, also organized a benefit concert in her sister's name to benefit um, a child reach back in 1997 called the Ann Hoover Memorial Concert. And then Ann Allison Hoover Memorial Park was created oh. in 2001 after Mary Ann Anderson, a woman that Ann used to babysit when she was... Little donated five acres of North Hills Estate. That's nice. They broke ground on the project on what would have been Anne's 49th birthday. A $25,000 state grant was also established to help start the park. Today, Good. families from all over Pittsburgh still gather here. There's a gazebo, a walking trail, and two waterfalls. Oh. There was a dedication on June 1st, 2002, on what would have been Anne's 50th birthday. Oh, that's nice. So, you know. Yeah. Anne's house was sold about two years after her death by her family. Her mother remarked that her house was so beautiful and that they had worked on so much of it together. It had a great view and it was a great house for parties. There was a lot, there was lots and lots of laughter there. What happened to Roy's house? The (laughs) houses. Both homes were bought and renovated. Okay. So the houses. Roy's house at 323 Lawn Street, where the murder took place, is a three bed, 1.5 bath home. About 1,440 square feet row house built in the year 1900. Okay. They're very old. They look very... They look very old? Yeah. (laughs) It was sold in 1998 for $24,000. Jesus. Right after all of this. And then in 1999 for $84,000. So someone bought it and flipped it one um, one year later. The question on everyone's mind is, did they seal up the tunnel? They sure did. Okay. I found some things, like some Instagram little posts, like, oh, I knew some people that lived there, like some like um, like some students or something. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know how factual that stuff of is, course, you know? Yeah. But like, yeah, there was no, you know, in the basement, there's no hole, you know? Well, so, and hearing this story, I'd be real nervous about living in a row house or a townhouse now. I mean, those walls are not very... I mean, for him to be able yeah. to just make a tunnel. So, I mean, that's a huge jump in price. And it sucks, too. We'll never know And, I mean, in the 90s, he, yeah, too. We, like, you, it makes you wonder. He must have started working on that a, a, for a while. And they're right. Like, we don't know how many times he was in her house. Yeah. So... Who knows? Right. So, who knows how long that had been there? For yeah. him to be able to, like, fully execute that right. murder? So, yeah, it was... Jesus. So in 1999, so it jumped in price like $60,000 in a year. They flipped it. Okay. And then it wasn't sold again until um, 2016 for 
$160,000 and it's currently off the market. Okay. So Ann's house is at 321 Long Street and it's shown as a two bed, one bath home with about the same amount of square feet. So 1,400 square feet. And it was built in the same year because they're all connected. And it was only, it only shows that it was sold in um, 1999. And that's the only record of it being sold. And that's when her family sold yep. it. And it was sold for $47,900. Okay. And that's the only record that I see online yeah. of it being sold. Do you know what it's worth now or no? Um, They had shown that the, the Zestimate of yeah. it being, I know you hate that. That's but not I'm, accurate. I know, but... <laughs> It, what that shows, I mean, it, it they show them being around like two. Um, okay, so that's kind of where two, my mind like, was. Two yeah. thirty or so. Yeah, that's kind of where my mind was. Like, yeah, with the. Today's I mean, market. you look at these; they're like, yeah, they're that's real. Too bad. They're still looking pretty sketch from like the images, but I don't know how current these right. images are either. So. Interesting. Yeah, no, I will never live in um, something connected ever again because now yeah. I'm afraid someone's going to dig a hole into my house. Yeah. So New like, fear unlocked. Just to show you the pictures, these are like... Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, they're not great. You'll have to post that because that looks like great. something out of a wild, wild Well, and I mean, film. imagine, like... Yeah. That's too bad. God, that's a, that's a fucked up case. Right, though, I'm listening to this. Like, I was doing yeah. my, my work at night, and I'm, like, listening. I'm, like... <gasps> like, I audibly was, like, what? I cannot believe yeah. that it came to that. Just yep. crazy. Yep. What a psychopath. Moral of the story, don't talk to your neighbors. You never know who your neighbors are. Moral <laughs> no, of the story. Don't talk to your neighbors. Be so, careful. That's my new advice. So that's the sad story of Ann Hoover. Well, that's, yeah, that is an awful case. But, it is. But um, very interesting. So, right. And I love that her friends and family continue to make, to honor her legacy. Yeah. Good for them. Like, that's what it's all yeah. about at the end of the she day. She was very loved. She was very yeah. close with her friends and family. Her neighbors loved her. She did, yeah. She, Good. Yeah. Good. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, fuck Roy. Yeah. Well. Little bitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. That's about it. That's, that's, all, that's trying, all I got yeah, for you. Yeah. I'm trying to like wrap my head around what you all just said. I know. There's a lot there. Yeah. So. So thank you. Yeah. And uh, folks, check out our Facebook group, Home is yep. Where the Murder Is. And if you have a case you want to send us, you can uh, private message us on Instagram or Facebook. Or you can email us at home is where the murder is at gmail.com. I swear I'm going to do some of them, but I listen to this one. I'm like, I got to tell this oh, one. Oh, yeah. No, you're good. And then um, also, if you want to check out our website, home is where the murder is.com, you can also reach us at our website as well. Yep. So again, we will be, uh, well, by the time you guys hear this, we will we'll be a, home. We'll be home. So. We're on our way home. Yeah, we'll be on our way home yep. from uh, New York. But we hope you guys have a great week and be sure to keep sending us those cases. And just a reminder, if you are looking to buy or sell real estate anywhere in the world, us two ladies can help you. Yes, so we can. be sure to reach out to us at any time. And Merry mm -hmm. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. You. Okay. Bye. Bye.